Hey, She Slays listeners. Before we get into the episode, I want to tell you about one of our sponsors, the Focus Academy. So you know chiropractic can help kids, but you lack confidence in your knowledge or communication skills to educate parents in your community. I've got a solution for you. The Focus Academy gives you the training and education to understand the why behind those wins and challenges you're seeing in clinic. They teach you how to perform a full brain-based exam, how to go beyond just the subluxation, but stay principled in your chiropractic approach and address and understand the consequences on brain development. They take a two-pronged approach. First, clinical solutions taught in a way that gives you full access to a deeper and more comprehensive understanding and breaks those techniques and approaches down into digestible and practical steps. Second, right now strategies you can employ wherever you are in your training. You'll learn how to seamlessly ask and answer the big questions in your clinical exams and re-exams and have it actually inform the whole child approach and care planning in a way your patients will understand. And since you're a She Slays listener, you'll get free access to the Focus Academy's Kickstart program. Just click the link in the show notes to get started on your journey to improving your practice. Welcome to the She Slays the Day podcast with Dr. Lauren Brunslick. Direct, soulful, comedic, advice for female chiropractors' most stagnating questions. Let's talk business, marriage and relationships, momming, and self-development. Here's your host, Dr. Lauren Brunslick. Hey all, this is She Slays the Day podcast. I am your host, Dr. Lauren Brunslick, and I'm so happy to be here today. Um, I'm really happy also because today is another day where I get to record with my husband, Kirby. Hiya. Um, so uh, today's topic is is a serious, it's a serious one. I definitely did not want to tackle it on my own, and it's about marriage communication. So it'd be really weird if I refused to communicate with my husband on the topic of be like, I'll just speak for him. He loves it. I swear. Um, okay. So we'll start with our review. So this one comes from Scani M and I have a feeling Scani is for a, I mean, she's in Wisconsin. Yeah. Hometown mm-hmm. girl. Woo, woo. Uh, so it says come for the humor and stay for the great content. I have had the pleasure of hearing Dr. Lauren Brunswick speak several times in person, and she is real, raw, and funny. She is successful and inspiring and has the ability to make you laugh while covering topics that may stress us out as moms and DCs. It is no surprise that I already love her podcast and am excited to hear more. I'm a podcast junkie and am so excited to add this one into my regular playlist. Thank you, Dr. Lauren. Heart emoji and five Aww, stars. That was very sweet. I know. I like her. I've met her in person. I paid her to write that. I'm just joking. Good job. She she did a good job. <laughs> give her give her a tip. Um, okay, so you know the drill when you're on, I make you pray. Mm, okay. You always surprise me with this. Those are the best prayers. You should have heard. Did you edit my, I don't know which episode, I think it's like episode nine, where I think I said like, dear Jesus, shit, I didn't think of anything yet. (laughs) Half of your prayers include swear words. He understands. I know. He's all understanding, right? All right. Just pray. All right. Let's give this a shot. Dear God, uh, thank you again for this opportunity to work with this amazing woman uh, and talk to all these amazing people. Uh, Please... Let us be a conduit uh, for your message to come through. Please be with the writer of this message and her husband today. Um, Hopefully we can give them some solid advice and they can connect better with each other. And for anyone listening who's going through similar struggles, um, please let them know they're not alone um, to work together 
and that the bond of marriage and connection with, with another person is one of the most sacred things and a great way to grow closer to you. In your name we pray. Amen. How did you do? Oh, you did good. Did but God you kind of went into your whisper voice. You got to be careful. I was really close to the mic. Okay, I'm just That's saying. That's my prayer voice. It's sincere. <laughs> my prayer voice. I'm sincere. Uh, did we decide if you're reading the question to me? You said you were going to. Oh, Hold that was very here. bossy pants of me. Okay. Yeah. Well, we have changed the name of this person just because you're about to find out. It's, it's real vulnerable. And it's like Kirby said in the prayer, this is nothing that is rare no. or wrong or unusual. This is something that Kirby and I have gone through and I've heard so many um, other chiropractors, male, female, kind of communicate. And this is honestly outside of chiropractic too. This is just yeah. when you got entrepreneurs in the household. And with the name change thing too, like if people have questions that they're worried about or they don't want to submit with their real name or they're thinking like, well, I can't have that read out loud to a bunch of people, we will change names on any sensitive subjects. Yeah. That's not a problem. So this comes from Jackie. It says, my husband and I recently decided that we couldn't stay married unless we just never talk about my business. And so we stopped talking about it most of the time. It's been rough, but doable. Let me say it this way. Getting a divorce if we continued to talk about my business the way that we were was an actual conversation, not a conclusion I made, and it actually helped us create some healthy boundaries, though we are still figuring out what they are because the way that we were doing it was not working. Maybe a better way to describe it is that I wanted to vent, or in my mind, talk problems through with someone who understands. And he continued to interpret that as telling me what to do to fix it. And yes, me coming in as a tornado hot mess, fix my problem, but only the way I want you kind of way. She sees that. Uh, we know that there had to be a better way, but the only way for us to start was to stop cold turkey. Now, I think the real problem is I don't know what a healthy relationship regarding my business looks like. He has a marketing degree and is an insurance agent, so he works for himself and, well, he believes he knows what I should do when and how. A power struggle? A battle of two stubborn asses? <laughs> she gets into it here, yeah. He's had control issues in the past, so I believe my reactions are based on past occurrences with that. I don't know what that could look like because support for him used to mean pushing me the way that her previous coach did, who I'm not going to say, um, and her husband had gone to a lot of trainings with her. And that no longer looks like support for me. So I'm not sure he knows how to be supportive without just wanting to fix everything. Now he does my QuickBooks, which has actually been good once we set the boundaries for questioning everything I buy for my business. Well, I buy everything from Target on my business, so we would have a problem. Um, that was me, not her. <laughs> As for me, I'm super dramatic and act on emotions, so I do think that triggers his Mr. Fix-It. Two very passionate and intense people talking about one said person's business, and then communication turns to an intensity that neither of us could handle. I feel like this is an accurate description of it right now. We've been to marriage counseling several times, but not within the last five years. We have separated in the past back in 2013. I feel like we are on the upswing of what has been happening because everything is starting to come together with the practice changes I've made. His dad is also in hospice and his mom can't really live alone, though they are in their 60s. He has a lot on his plate, too, so I do feel to a certain degree it is situational. We are definitely the definition of taking our anxieties and frustrations out on each other. Who? Mm -hmm. 
That's a big one. Yep. And super relatable or like. I do not relate at all to super dramatic and act on emotions, tornado hot mess of a person. I and don't I know. don't relate at all to have a marketing degree. Think I know what you should do. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So basically. Um, all right. So I think that before we go into it. We, I, I, I want to preface a couple things. Um, one, I made Kirby do the outline for this, and I am just, I have, I kind of know what he's going to bring up, but this is kind of unplanned. Um, you will likely pick up on the fact that Kirby and I have been to counseling. Mm -hmm. We are in counseling. Oh, I'll talk, yeah. Um, and yeah. we... Woo -woo, Darren. Darren's our Darren, counselor, and he is great. Um and but we do a lot of the language you're going to hear. This is how we talk um, a lot. And we're mm -hmm. very raw and real and honest. But like this is going to be this is our marriage for sure. This is not for podcasts. What you'll hear. Um, also, I want to preface that we are Christian. And in that um, a lot of our opinions and that's really what they are, opinions and advice around marriage comes back to that, like, your marriage is sacred and children and the unity of your marriage is a God thing and above all else is the only thing that matters in life. And that doesn't mean that at times um, you don't break vows, but you don't break by accident <laughs> or but you don't break the sacredness of marriage. So kind of um and I, th I think that's if you're listening and you're like oh well i'm not a christian i'm i'm jewish or i'm atheist or i'm secular humanist or whatever i think you can take a lot of what we're saying and the concepts still hold it's uh where we might say god or christ if you if we're talking about the relationship of a marriage and there's something bigger and you're tying it to something bigger that can be, you know, that can be Allah, that can be a Hindu God, that can just be the universal energy that is created when two people commit to something and give themselves to it. You know, we're going to say Christ, that's our shorthand. Yeah. But if you're listening and it's not your jam, um, I think so much of this still works at a secular level too. Yeah. So, all right. Let's get into it. One more caveat. Oh, yeah. The okay. obvious one is we are not licensed counselors. We so are not. Speak for yourself. We, didn't you, did we, you know those weekends I was away? We are not real therapists. Um, this is our opinion. We've been to counseling, but we are not Darren. And, we're uh, not Darren. We're no Darren, that's for sure. Um, and and again, this is this is within our experience and within the experience of the this letter. If you're in an abusive relationship or anything like that, I don't know. Oh yeah. Any of or how much of this stuff kick holds? Him, kick them so, in the balls and leave them then. Yeah. Then yeah, do do that. I don't know what to, but I just don't <laughs> want it to be insulting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That that's another really good caveat. All right. Okay, so I I have it broken down into a couple different categories uh, that I I think we can approach. Um, one is kind of like the expectation and philosophy of marriage, which we can dive into, mm -hmm. and then a more practical approach to communication strategies. Sounds good. Um, because we've struggled with that and have learned a lot of things in that regard. Um, but first, I really want to say um, I'm really sorry about his parents and the situation that you guys are in. Um, that is never easy. And when people have health problems, it can just take over 
everything and your emotions throughout the day. And like you said in the letter, Jackie, that um, that may be part of it. Um, that's a big thing to address to make sure that it's not if you guys are having problems or you're you know at each other's throat, make sure that it's not pain masquerading as anger. Um, wherever you can be there for each other, support each other, um, really let each other know that you see each other. And then if after that you guys get in a fight about business and you've really addressed the the fear and anxiety around parents passing away or being sick, um, then you know what you're actually dealing with. Um, just don't assume that if you're at each other's throats all the time while all this other stress is going on, that it's truly about business. But it sounds like it's been going on for a long time, so I think we well, still yeah, need to approach it. And I definitely that. agree with that, but I also have seen um, on a smaller level, not with like parents' health situations, um, people continuing to say like, well, once I, we get there, then all of this stress will go away and magically we'll be communicating differently. Yeah. And it's like true. major life stressors bring out our ugliest default. Yep. So like, but it is still our default. That's like true. no matter what you under no circumstances would yell, fuck you and flip me off in an argument. Mm -hmm. Um, I might. Is that rare? Yes, you would go rare, like rarer now. Much rarer now. But like, um, you know, so I just don't also want to say like, uh, just this'll go away once the problem goes away. It's like, no, there's there's likely some underlying stuff. So Yeah, yeah, and I think that's where we where we jump in. Um so first let's talk let's talk marriage. Let's talk expectation. Um one of the things that really jumped out to me was the personal pronouns used mm -hmm. in the thing. A lot of I and my. Yeah, like he's, he's, he has his business. He thinks he knows what I should do with my business. Um, and this is the thing that we, you've talked about on the podcast before, right? Yep. Of like realizing the, the I, we thing. Um, but I mean, that was, that's something that we've, I think, theoretically known for a while, but with counseling has started to really kind of, Apparently, it's at the root of uh, like the seven year itch is like there's this period um, in most marriages between seven to 10 years. And we don't know how long Jackie's been married, um, where all of a sudden, you know, you can kind of get along with the whole like, this is me. This is my business. This is my dreams. This is my vision board. This is what I'm going to do with my life. And that can survive in a marriage with kids and a mutual house and mutual bank accounts and all of that for a really long time. And apparently it's very, very common between seven to 10 years that all of a sudden it kind of collides and that has to die. Mm -hmm. That that has to die in order for this weeness to come up. You said weeness. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Is weeness even a dirty word? I think so. It's like a, it's like a thing, like a, Fifth grader would. <laughs> okay, move on. Weedus. Okay, so no, that it's that thing of, of of the two eyes versus the we, and especially as two successful entrepreneurs, you're good at managing things. You're good at managing time. You're good at managing mm -hmm. people. You, uh, I'll speak for us. We're good at managing each other. Mm -hmm. We go back and forth of you did this thing, you went on, you know, this, you know, retreat. So now it's time for me to grow my business. You know, it's like my turn. You kind of seesaw and 
have even this, on a smaller level during the week of like, all right, I find what we're eating. You get the groceries like you prep yeah. the dinner. I clean the kitchen while you clean or clean the kids. Like, yeah, you, even on a micro level, you can have two people. And that's where I said, like, it can survive in this household. This I-ness that is like looks like a we miss stop um and so like you're like oh no we are raising these kids together and it's like ah i think you're just really good co-workers managing this thing yeah so that concept of we and and for us um being christian it's a it's a triangle of each one of us as the the base corners and god being the third point so it's it's easy within that framework within Christianity where you are supposed to submit to something higher where where the ultimate good is something that you kind of turn over and know that you want to connect with something bigger and better if you're both mutually submitting to that already it's easier to both fall into that to submit to that together uh, if you don't have that framework it's a bigger jump i think to truly dedicate yourself to a relationship well, and that whole idea, um, if I, if what you're talking about is what I think you're talking about, is this what made me start to cry in counseling? I think so. Is like the idea of um, having to realize that our marriage and what we decide to, we're here to accomplish together is actually more important um, than what I what I view my mission on this earth is. And mm-hmm. like to clarify, um, you know, if, if I, I don't know, I'm kind of floundering here of like, how did he say that kind of calm me down of like, it doesn't mean that I have to let go of my dreams, but if they're, if they fit in our mission statement, then like it works together. Yeah. It, I think it was, you know, what you want to do as Lauren doesn't have to go away as long as it fits into this bigger Serves thing. the marriage. Yeah. So if we as a couple want to serve and help people, you can still have a lot of impact. Yeah. It may just not be in the exact same way that you had envisioned, or it may not be glory for Lauren. Right. Like, so I think that was a big, a big thing for us to realize. Um, and in that idea of that the marriage is bigger than any of the individuals, um, there's a few things in there that are, are tricky. It's, it's not... It's not keeping score. It's not what about the thing that I wanted. It's about going more than halfway and like really, really looking at what serves this thing that is your marriage and what you as a couple are here to do and what you as a couple want to accomplish. And even if the other person is not doing what you consider their part at the time, it doesn't release you. So one of the things that hammered it home for me was the idea of a contractual versus covenant marriage. Um, So in a contract, you have like the terms and conditions set out. I'm going to do this. You're going to do that. If you break the contract, then the contract is null and void. So if I say I'm going to pay the bank, uh, I own the house, but I have to pay them back. If I break the contract, I no longer own the house. In a covenant, it's uh, you both submit to it, but one breach doesn't release you. So you are doing your part and staying committed and keeping doing the right thing, even when the other person at that time isn't doing the right thing. Uh, And that was something that was like, okay, you know, Mm -hmm. so if one person slips up or one person's really mad um, or 
really pissing you off for a while, you don't get to go like, well, they're being a dick. So I get to be a dick now. Right. Right. Um, so it doesn't it helps you not spiral um, spiral as a couple. But one of those things that we keep saying is like what you're what you as a couple is here to do, what you're submitting to. Right. You need to clarify that. Yeah. And so that's the exercise that um, was one of the first things we did when we started counseling was he had us do a marriage mission statement. And like, you know, we're talking to a bunch of entrepreneurs and most of us very likely have a mission statement. And we've spent so much time figuring out like, what is the mission statement of our business? Um, and I've like revamped it three or four times and I then forget it. And I'm like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But the idea of having one for our marriage was like, um, I don't know what you're talking about. Uh, so we kind of dove in mm-hmm. and, you know, we created ours and it doesn't really matter what ours is. Yeah. Um, but we spent a, quite a bit of time on it. We like really, um, you know, tried to figure out like, is it is it not so much travel or is it exploring or is it curiosity or is it learning? And like we debated words and came down to like a mission statement that really encapsulates what we feel we were brought together to accomplish on this earth. And encapsulated in that is the idea of having impact. Mm -hmm. So then, you know, so that's where we kind of go back to like, okay, well, how does that work? Like, does Lauren have her own? It's like, no, impact is a big part of our marriage mission statement. So, and now the mission statement is supposed to help you make decisions so when you're, yeah, when you're having those struggles, when you are mm-hmm. having those knockdown drag outs and you're going like, well, what, you know, what do we need to do? Like, we can't continue this way. And it sounds like you guys got to that point and you at least put a stop to the hurt. Mm-hmm. But it sounds like you also know that it was just a Band-Aid and you're looking for a way forward. This might be one of those things. Is, well, actually, so what's funny is when Jackie initially emailed, she said like, blah like work mom life balance and I said like okay give me more information and I think then it was in the next email that she started to dive into like why she doesn't feel like she has work-life balance and she just had like this one little sentence that's like and I can't talk to my husband about the business because we agreed we would never talk about it and then she went on and I was like I am so sorry Jackie I cannot even begin to help you with work-life balance unless you and your spouse like like your single mom like you know like yeah. and so that's how this question turned into this question because it was like you want key to work life balance we got to address this whole like elephant in the room with with the marriage thing well and especially as entrepreneurs where work and life don't have don't have a gate you know if you if you work at a factory or something and you clock out and you don't need to take your work home with you but i'm sure as any of the listeners who own their own <laughs> business know there is no end to the workday. No. There is no, you're always thinking, you're always carrying whatever's going on uh, with you at all times. So that's going to affect your marriage for sure. And with both of you being entrepreneurs, that's just going to be nonstop. Yep. Hey, ladies. So I have a super awesome lady, Cairo, to share with you who's artistic and awesome and innovative and filling my clinics with gorgeous watercolor paintings. So Sandy Arthur is the artist behind some absolutely stunning watercolors of the musculoskeletal system and of course our favorite, the vertebrae and spine. Um, She also just came out with really cute 
they're so pretty uh, stickers and I can't wait to stick them all over my water bottle and my computer and anything else I can stick a sticker on. So follow at Sandy Spines on Instagram or find her Etsy store. Uh, we have a super exclusive discount code for you though. So if you enter she slays in all caps when checking out in her Etsy store to save 10%, 10% off your order, you guys, and you'll get a free sticker. And seriously, they're adorable. So for more information on Sandy, how to follow her, get in contact with her, her artwork, or how to use the promo code, go to sheslayspodcast.com forward slash Sandy, or just enter SHESLAYS, all caps, as your promo code when checking out on her Etsy store. So do we switch to communication? Yeah. Yeah. Let's go to some kind of practical communication strategy stuff. Okay. I want to say something first on communication. Go for it. When I read that, I was like, (laughs) nobody wants to be vented to all the time. So when I read it, I was like, it sounds like all she wants to ever do was vent to him. And I'm like, that's fine and dandy sometimes, but like, no kidding. Your husband was pissed off. Like you would fire that friend. Could you imagine if you had a friend that like was constantly talking about wanting to lose like 20 pounds and they they never wanted you to talk about any diet or any exercise. Like, no, I just want to complain about feeling fat. And And at the same time, you're sitting there with like a degree in nutrition and you're like, "Uh, I think you should. No. okay. I guess I won't talk about it. You would be like, I'm sorry, I just can't hang out with Becky anymore. She's just won't shut up. Um, So... I don't think either of you are to blame by any means, but when I hear like it, that you always just wanted to vent and you never came to him for his Mr. Fix-It, like you alluded to him twice in the emails, Mr. Fix-It, I don't know his love language or his strength finder or any of his personality, but I can tell you that it sounds like your husband gets some significance and worth from giving feedback and helping fix. And if that's a part of your core personality, it can be very, very frustrating when one of the people you love most in this world never lets you actually love them the way that you prefer to love mm-hmm. and show love. And I, I think that that goes perfectly into one of the first things that I wanted to talk about was you need to understand each other. You need to learn each other because that can get in the way of communication so much. Mm -hmm. So like if you do know each other's strength finders, if you know your Enneagram, if you know your love language, like those are ones that we've done, but there's Mm -hmm. a million things. But yeah, I've made fun of you and your love language. I mean, not made fun of you. I have joked how your love language is affirmation and it's the one I care least about and the worst at. So, but it goes through my head of like, okay, I know this about you, and so I have to, like, apply it, but it doesn't, it's not my default. And on the reverse, knowing that that it's so low in your love language, if you're not doing that for me, I understand that you don't look at the world that way. I think so many couples, you you view everything through your own lens, Mm -hmm. so if you are the person who, who doesn't have, you know, words of affirmation as anywhere on their chart at all, and I'm upset, you don't. I need to understand that you're not going to default to talk about or it. Or if I awkwardly come up and give a pat and go, you did a really good job. I am proud of you. I understand you're, you're trying like, your hardest. She is trying her in damn your hardest weird robot way. In my weird robot way. That's... So I think that's a big thing, though, is understanding 
how the other person defaults. So like if he is, a, I don't even know what it'd be like Enneagram type two of like a helper. And if as you're talking to him, he immediately goes to how he's going to help or or uh, what's the, you're, you're three. So like an achiever. <laughs> so it, that might also be the same kind of thing of if you're if you're coming to him with a problem and his default is action and go um, you if you're more of a strategic person or we need to think all the way through it, he's not the same person who is going, well, we should think all the way but through honestly, this, but screw as, this, let's go. Even as a super action oriented, like, let's go, let's fix it right now. There are definitely times where I come to you and that's the last thing I want. Yeah. So what I hear in her question is that she's also not sure. She literally said, I'm not sure what support looks like. And I think that is a very important step to once you kind of learn a little bit about each other, like do some tests Mm -hmm. um, because it doesn't sound, you know, like your tests will literally tell you in some of these personality profiles of like, this is what support looks like for you. Um, I think that first step is figuring out like yourself and what does support look like from him? And then you need to actually tell him. And say like, okay, so when I come home and I am complaining about my patients that day, support for me looks like you, and this needs to be done not while you're fighting. Like this needs to be done like calmly when you're not fighting of like, hey, the next time that this happens, what support looks like for me is you saying, I'm sorry, honey it sounds like you had a really rough day. Do you want to talk more about it? Or do you just want me to pour you a glass of wine? But then on the flip side is he needs to, he needs to figure out how you need to present that in order to get that response out of him. Because like, it's one thing to be like, listen, when I come home, all a hot mess and crazy, this is how I need you to respond to me. But if he's like, you came home and said, how come dinner's not ready? You said you were going to do this. This is so typically you. You're turning into your mother. And then, like, I'm expected to respond with, like, it sounds like you had a hard day, honey. Like, so he may be prepared for him to come back with, like, okay, I can work on that. But I need you to show up like this for me a little more so. And, and all of this stuff, this is a good point. All of this stuff needs to go both ways. So so we're talking to Jackie because she wrote the letter, but like we're talking to both of them. Let's give him a name. He's Jason. He's Jason. Jackie. Okay. Jason and Jackie. So Jason, this is for you too, all of these things, because I'm sure you want to talk about your business and I'm guessing you don't communicate. I'm guessing that you two don't communicate really, really well <laughs> about, about your business, business, just not about them, hers. Just yeah. not hers. Um, and get in the, get in the shorthand of, talking about our businesses and what you're mutually going to accomplish. I mean, that's part of that mission statement stuff and going back to that, but like start to words are powerful when you use things like my, and when you really latch onto that, even subtly, your mind goes there of, of when you say like my business. So refer to the businesses as their names or the insurance side or in the chiropractic side. Um, but, Words are powerful, so so be careful with that. Um, but yeah, Jason, this is on you too. All of this stuff that we're saying to Jackie, understand her, understand yourself, understand what support looks like, understand how you want problems to be presented to you so that you can show good support. 
I mean, it's kind of that old school easy of like, okay, are you telling me this because you want to vent or because you want solutions and then move from there? But again, Jackie, you can't always present with, I just want to complain. Like it's in his, it sounds like it is a part of his essence to want to help people who, I mean, he went into insurance for God's sake. It's like the non-healthcare version of wanting to help people. Yeah. Hey y'all. Okay. So many of you have probably listened to episode 10. Um, It's my most embarrassing one for sure. It's me bearing my soul on all my brokenness and body image issues. Um, And it's basically me coaching with Megan Sanvey, who is my personal fitness coach. Uh, So she is an amazing health coach that I've been using for months now to not just reshape my body. She is helping with that and workouts, uh, but really more of our work is coming in reshaping the way I think and interact with food, workouts, and my own body and the mirror. So, which, I mean, let's be honest, that's kind of the hardest part of it, that mental part. So she's been a godsend to me, and I want to share her with all of you. So all listeners of She Slays the Day podcast can get 20% off their first month with Megan. She's going to create customized nutrition plans tailored to your life that don't put anything off limits um, because that's not realistic for the rest of your life. She's going to do customized monthly workouts depending on what you're wanting to accomplish. For me, my goals are always based around getting a Beyonce booty. uh, So my workouts have a lot of butt stuff in it. Uh, And she's going to do accountability check-ins, mindset hacks to help you overcome difficult situations, but also overcome the negativity that we've placed around food. She's been available to me 24-7. I have not messaged her at 1 in the morning, so I don't know. But so when I'm having a meltdown about the picture I looked bad in or that fifth piece of pizza that I had and I'm starting to enter my old patterns of self-loathing and shame, she's been there for me. So all listeners to this podcast get 20% off their first month with Megan just by mentioning She Slays the Day in your first free intro call. So check out sheslayspodcast.com forward slash Fierce for more information on Megan, her program, and how to connect with her. When do we get to make fun of Jackie for saying that he has control issues? That was a, <laughs> as I was reading it, I was like, oh, he has. With love, Jackie. I know love who you, you are, so you know I love you, and I know she can handle this. Um, but yeah, it sounds like there's a fair amount of and I don't need you know for all we know he has like diagnosed major control issues that's very possible but like it does sound like there is again just this this both sides are doing the like this is mine don't touch it type thing well and I would say everyone has control issues like we both have control issues but in different ways Mm -hmm. so like you are more and correct me if you don't feel like this is a correct characterization but you are more like this is mine do what I say, or like, I'm disappointed that you didn't do the thing I wanted, or if something's going wrong, we're going to do things differently. You will declare what you want and you like it to be done that way. Yeah. Does that feel fair? Yeah. I'm like a codependent controller where like so much, a lot of my worth or a lot of my happiness is in like making sure the people around me are satisfied and happy. But if I if I have that, if my happiness is tied to your happiness, mm-hmm. I will nudge you and serve you, but also steer you um, constantly so that I can get my needs met, mm-hmm. which is needing to serve people yeah. and make get their approval. Right. So so I'm controlling, too. And it's, you know, 
everyone has everyone has control issues. It's just how they manifest. Yep, that's fair. That is definitely fair. Um, so so I think you know with the with the supporting each other, like the ideal would be you come home and you want to vent. The ideal is you're self-aware enough to go, can I just vent at you for a second? The second ideal is you start venting and he is good enough to go, do you want me to just listen right now and and say like, that really sucks? Mm -hmm. Or do you want real solutions? Yep. The third is you start fighting and when you go, why can't you ever just listen to me? He hears that in the moment and goes, I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. So you can catch it at different spots and there's going to be times you don't catch it at all and you just yell at each other for a couple hours. But hopefully you become more and more aware you catch it earlier or you in your kind of post fight breakdown, you realize what happened. Yeah. Um, So I am I think this has to do with like where I'm at in practice is that I'm starting to, you know, like nine, 10 years in you've kind of heard a lot of the chiropractor's advice. And I'm not saying that, like, if you've been in practice for 9, 10 years, you shouldn't have a chiropractic mentor at all. But, like, a lot of times um, where I'm at, it's like, yeah, 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 I've read the books. I've heard how to market to chiropractic patients. It doesn't mean I'm doing all of it. But, like, I am more inspired currently at this phase by non-chiropractors' opinions on Mm -hmm. problems. Um, you know, we have a lot of entrepreneurial friends that are not within chiropractic and just even hearing like their questions, like, I don't know what it is. If this is just a chiropractic issue, that's like, you're not a chiropractor. You don't know how to like, you know, because it's not, we as chiropractors admit that we don't have like business mindsets, but yet we like protect our business as if like, you don't know because you're not a chiropractor or running a chiropractic business. And I don't think that's like how the rest of small businesses work. It's like, no. that's a good idea. How can I apply it? Yeah. And things will need to be modified because mm-hmm. it's healthcare and there's, you know, private insurer, private mm-hmm. health information stuff. But no, I, I do. I do see that. I see. Um, and it's the way that people make money within chiropractic, too, is they take ideas that are widely available in marketing and then they go, here's the chiropractic solution. And then a coaching group or whatever latches onto that. And they go like, we're going to present this to all our people. And it's like, yeah, I mean, it's great that a bunch of other chiropractors use it, but there's 20 different other businesses out there doing that already Mm -hmm. and have been for years. Good job, chiropractic, for realizing it 10 years later and slapping the chiropractic solution on it. Right. So like, you know, you guys are going to have to figure out your language before you're ready to, you know, you're both going to need to, but you, there's going to need to be a point where you say like, okay. And I don't think it should be at the end of a long day. I don't think it should be when you're freaking out about your numbers or something like that. Um, But for a problem that you're seeing within the business, I think it would be good if you came home, like, okay, so here's a, for instance, um, you had a bad day, numbers are down and you come home and you're just pissed off. You're 10% down this month, blah, blah, blah. And you may say like, okay, I w- just want to vent right now about our numbers. I don't want to hear your solutions right now, but I do think I am ready to set up a lunch meeting with you or a coffee date in which we can spitball some ideas about how we can get more new patients in because you know and um and then from your standpoint jason of realizing that like she 
it is a chiropractic business and she does know it to a degree mm-hmm. that like she lives and breathes it every day in the clinic. So if you say something like give a puppy to every new patient, you know, Jackie, hear that and be like, OK, so what I'm hearing is you think there should be more of an incentive for new patients besides chiropractic. Mm-hmm. Um and Jason, she may not give away a puppy. It may be a water bottle or, you know, like. Jason's always trying to give away puppies. Jason, you just. Jason, to... where do you get all those puppies from? <laughs> That's the real question here. But, you know, where so Jason, you, you need to then not take that personal of like, she is using your idea. She's just putting it through this lens and not be like, I told you to give away puppies. You thought it was a stupid idea and you decided water bottles were smarter. You think I'm dumb. Yeah. Yeah. You got to you got to look at it as you're both trying to help. And I think that's where the universal thing comes back to of like the the we thing of like we are both trying to build our businesses and you have to listen to each other and stay pretty calm. Because if he comes in with an idea and you go, that won't work, you don't get it. One, Jason, stay calm and go, please explain to me why. And Jackie, you have to actually stay calm, too, (sighs) and explain it. Because in your explanation, you may realize that it might work or he may have a way to make it work. Or what if she just doesn't have the energy to do that? Like, okay, can we like tangent for a second and talk about like how much energy all of this therapy talk communication actually takes? And like, it's just I, I agree that like one of the people that you love more than anyone in life or at least the one that you're bound to more than anyone in life. Um, why is it just so difficult to put the energy in to communicate calmly and kindly? Like It's really universal, too, because, like, you lose, I don't know, I lose my temper with my parents or, like, just get annoyed at, like, my mom. And you'll be like, that. You seem really you would mad. never talk to somebody else that way, but yet, yeah. Yeah, but it's that thing of like, it's the person who, I think the person you spent so much time with, you go, if this person doesn't get it, is anyone ever going to get it? Like, but you you do, it's really hard. It's something that like you have to, you have to like see the anger in yourself and like detach from it, which I think I've gotten a little better at with meditation. It helps to like see your emotions, but not be your emotions, I mm-hmm. guess. But yeah, it's the, none of this is like, well, do this and well, do just, it every just, time and you'll be fine. Like, yeah, there's going to be you at your best. And that's why I remember, realized that I said something like set up a coffee date or a lunch date, because at the end of the day, I would be willing to guess that most of these fights happen at the end of the day mm-hmm. when you have both exhausted your patience and resources with your clients and your clinic patients. Mm-hmm. Um, and you just don't have anything left to give like you're just at that point of like just i can't i think another good thing is having an argument safe word of like you know a ripcord thing of we are oh but if you called to say it depends oh that could backfire yeah because if you called a safe word while i was like trying in the to middle like, of a really good really like, like yelling at you i would be like you can take your safe word and shove it you know where <laughs> um so maybe not but if that works for you and i think there might be moments um 
but like just a now is not the time type of thing. Yeah, of or just a, we're not getting anywhere. We're we're just kind of talking past each other or yelling at each other. And do you feel any better? And do you feel like I'm going to even if you make the greatest point in the world, you feel like I'm going to submit right now? Right. Like maybe we should talk about this tomorrow. Yeah. And I think that that's, you know, planning those meetings where you can both show up as uh, mature professionals mm-hmm. And so like, just like how you need to show up to that lunch meeting where he's going to give you ideas on new patients as if you had hired a coach to have lunch with you and give you ideas, he needs to also of like, okay, I'm not going to show up as her husband being like, of course you know, like, you know, it needs to be this yeah artificially professional relationship until you get better at it and i think that's the thing too is like with with jason so like jason you have a degree in marketing you have clients with the insurance business i'm sure when a client sits down and talks about their life and their business you don't just go like get this plan the whole (laughs) life 20 years whatever like you ask more questions in a creative way to get them to realize what plan is best for them. If they want to pick a plan that's going to leave them underinsured, you don't go, that's not enough insurance, dummy. You go, we don't know how he runs well, this business. If you're doing that, Jason, it's working for you, man. <laughs> so I would do insurance. You're an idiot. You ask them a question you go like, okay, so with that plan, um, if your basement were to flood, um, what would, what would your plan be? Do you have do you have extra money saved? Are you not worried about those things? And they go, oh, yeah. And then it's their idea to add the flood insurance. So a more Socratic approach, it sounds like a, a thing that really pushes Jackie's buttons is being told what to do. Um, and that's, I think, in a lot of marriages, being told what to do to your, by your spouse is is a bit tricky. Mm-hmm. So a Socratic approach of if you see something deficient in the marketing going, So how does that work with new patients? Are they getting any emails or follow-ups? Do they? You're going to go back to the puppy analogy. (laughs) Are they they getting enough puppies? I have a lot of puppies. You know this, Jackie. We have so many puppies. Do you give them food also for the puppies? No. So I'm saying like taking a question approach. If you see a deficiency, if you see something that could be improved, asking a question around it and then it's Jackie's it idea helps to make sure that neither one is trivializing it yeah. um, because I know that in the past when you've offered advice um, it's it is more complicated mm-hmm. and so the easy thing is to be like oh that won't work I won't you know like you don't understand the complexity of getting out of network with insurance um, and so you know asking a lot of questions is going to help to start to chip away at understanding if it's more complex. And it gets back to the universal thing of people don't want to be helped until they feel heard. So if you're asking questions and you truly do understand and they're answering questions, if they feel like you actually see them, you understand them, then advice can come from a place of love where they'll hear it. If they feel like you just want to throw your solutions at a problem and you haven't heard their problem, no one's going to listen to you. Um, with that, uh, I would say the one other like tool that I guess I had in my head, and I think we've talked about this before, is kind of the Brene Brown language. I don't think we have. No, we haven't. Oh, okay. Story I'm t- I mean, you and I have talked a lot about it. Yeah, we've so, talked about to our friends at campfires. We've talked, but yeah. not on the podcast, no. Okay, so Brene Brown has this great magical 
start to a sentence that changes the perspective. And it's, I mean, it, it ties back to other things that's been in psychology for a long time, but it's just so tidy. And it's the story I'm telling myself. So if you're upset and you're in a fight, so much of what's happening is tied to the story you're telling yourself. So Jackie, you come home and you vent and Jason says like, why don't you do this? And in your head, it's so much more complex. And in his head, he's like, oh, it's just a simple problem. Why don't you try something? I'm trying to help. But if you go, okay, the story I'm telling myself is that one, you don't want to listen to me because you're just throwing out solutions. Two, that you think that I haven't thought about this problem, that you throw out a simple thing and you are sitting over there thinking I haven't considered that or I don't know anything about marketing or anything about this business. And if I were smarter like you, that I would be able to solve my problems. And then Jason can go, whoa, hon, I'm, I'm sorry if that's what you felt. I don't think I'm smarter than you. I don't think your problems are simple. I, I'm sure you thought about this. It was the first thing that popped into my mind. Mm -hmm. And I am so sorry if, if you feel like that or if I made you feel in any way less than or that, that, you, that, I, that you think and I don't Jason think. Jason probably has his own story then too. Is the story I was telling myself is that, you know, this is the fifth time that you've vented to me about this and that you wanted me to tell you what I thought, you know, so... So, yeah, I mean, and this can go, I really like, it, it, she talks about it in her Netflix special. She does. So oh, yeah. if you're not motivated enough to read um, one of Brene Brown's books. Which you should read all of them. They're all good. But, but go watch her Netflix special. Um, because it plays out in a lot of things. Like, even just like, um, you know, if one spouse is being quieter, you know, like the story I'm telling myself is that you're mad at me because... We didn't have sex last night, you know, and then Kirby might go, no, yep, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> no, Kirby might go like, no, I have indigestion right now or, you know, like, so. Yeah, so much, so much of problems is people in their own heads building a whole narrative that is probably not true for the most part. Um, yeah, so I don't know. I, I One of the other things I wanted to to touch on is like a way to having ways to check in with each other so that you do avoid some of those problems of like, I am just grumpy about this or that. We use an app that's kind of cool. We don't update mm. it enough. Um, it's called the Nudge app um, and it's tied to the five love languages. But each of you fills out a profile, you tie your phones together um, and then given the things that you that are your love language, you come up with ideas of like what the other person could do for you and how frequently and then it'll like... <laughs> It, my, sorry, my brain just went sexual. Thinking about <laughs> um, weenus? <laughs> think about, I want you to love my weenus six times a week. No, but you work together on it so that, you know, if, if your partner's love language is gifts, you may not think of it because it's not your default. But if you have this, this app that goes like once a month, put a little gift in their car and it'll go like, have you done that yet this month? It's a little reminder. And the other cool part about it is, is you update your love tank from zero to 100 um, whenever you think about it. So you may notice that some that your partner dropped from an 80 to a 55. And it's not uh, it's a subtle way that you can then talk about it and have time to 
to think about it and approach it calmly versus like in the moment, someone being super sad or super quiet or seeming grumpy. And then you go like, hey, what's wrong? And they aren't in the mood at that moment um, to, to really dive into it. So mm-hmm. I like that. I'm sure there are a million other apps that are that are similar. Um, but yeah, I think ultimately in order for what this all comes down to and the whole reason that we spent an hour talking about this is that I don't think that Jackie and Jason can have the fulfilling did I say fulfilling? Did yeah. I say the full word? Yeah. <laughs> can have the fulfilling marriage that is intended for them, um, can have the impact that is intended for them, can be the parents that is intended for them when there is this separation mm-hmm. and when there is this big just barrier between them. Like there, it sounds like they're both entrepreneurs and they love each other and they share this life and like, there's so much more in letting this I die and this mm-hmm. we form. And that work is is hard getting into that of like... Maybe go back to counseling too. Yes. Five years. Like you, even if for nothing else, because, you know, his dad's on hospice and it sounds like his mom might be moving in with you. Like if for nothing else, like find a marriage counselor and just go and be like, things haven't escalated but we want to protect against that. Yep. Think about it from a chiropractic standpoint. Could you like think how frustrated we are when we're talking to a patient and they're like, so uh, my surgeon says that, you know, we have a date set for two months from now. We're basically, if this doesn't work, I'm getting a fusion. And you're like, oh, how long has this low back problem been going on? Oh, on and off for the last 10 years. And you're like, are you joking? And it used to work well, or my back felt fine when I used to go to a chiropractor, but I haven't been to one in yeah. 10 years. So like, like, go, go and just, you know, I'll give you Darren's name if you want. It's Darren. <laughs> I don't know if he does phone consultations. Yeah, sorry. But no, you guys, we we love you and hang in there and realize that that this is more important than anything. And that's that's going to be a big realization and a big commitment of is your marriage bigger than your business or is your business bigger than your marriage? And if you are answering that your business is bigger than your marriage, you got you should definitely go talk to a counselor. Uh, you got some work to do. Got some work to do. So. All right. Well, I don't know how to awkwardly end this podcast. We love you guys. We and love please you. let us know uh, if if any of this was was good or helpful. Um, if you have similar problems or other big problems, feel free to write in. Um, you know, some of the episodes are going to be. I want to hear from even though we're not two DCs. Um, I haven't gotten a question yet from like two DCs working together. And like anything that's arisen, arisen there. Arosed. Arosed. Um, So if you are a female chiropractor listening or a male chiropractor and you have a question relating to working under the same roof, like roof, like you're both chiropractors, like write that in because I want to hear it. Yeah, that'd be an interesting one to tackle. Mm -hmm. Um, Jason, make sure you feed those puppies. (laughs) Feed those puppies, Jason. (laughs) Uh, if you if you like the podcast please go uh and review us on apple podcast uh remember if you write something in the review like a short little quick question uh lauren can knock that stuff out quick at the beginning of an episode and if you don't like our podcast go fuck yourself <laughs> just kidding no too much that was too aggressive little, little too you much. can edit that out if you want nope not gonna do it 
All right. We love you guys so much. Uh, until next week. Bye, She Slayers. Hey, She Slayers, are you looking to get your team off the phone and streamline your front desk so you can spend more time doing what you love? SCED has exactly what you're looking for. They will automate all your appointment reminders, missed appointment reminders, reactivation campaigns, allow you to have two-way texting with your patients. Plus, they have a very cool app that your patients are going to love. The app alone saves chiropractors tons of time because it gives patients the flexibility to move appointments to a time that works better for them. Don't worry, you won't lose control of your schedule because you'll have access to all the parameters that keep you still in control. Plus, there's overbook protection, so your schedule won't get out of hand. SCED was created by a chiropractor for chiropractors, so you can rest assured that you're getting the absolute best system for your office. Dr. Eric Kowalki is committed to the chiropractic mission, and he works closely with his developers to always be innovative so that we have the best system available. If you're hesitant to switch to SCED because you already use something else, let me tell you, it's worth every penny. Plus, mention that you heard about it on my podcast and they'll give you a discount. Seriously, it is a game changer. Don't wait.